Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Business Alchemist where we believe in serving with spirit. I have a very special guest today who got his start in online sales. His name is Tay Sweat. He's an eight-figure millionaire, business innovator, investor, and author who has helped thousands of people globally become six, seven-figure earners. As a full-time business investor and stock market trader, he combines timeless principles with a forward-thinking approach to help his clients achieve their goals for financial freedom. Tay launched his first business, Sweat for Life, a health and fitness brand in 2010, shortly after he built and sold an eight-figure supplement company. Starting with very little funding and support, he built his business into an eight-figure company from the ground up. With now 12-plus years of experience, he is committed to learning, improving, and staying at the forefront of his industry. He has now coached over 12,000 people globally and is committed to using his skills in trading and knowledge of wealth to help build stronger communities that help people prosper. And I am so, so, so excited. If this is the year 2024, you guys, if you're looking to really get your foot in the door for more finances, Tay is really somebody that you're going to enjoy listening to, learning from, and click the link in the show notes for an opportunity to join his membership. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Tay Sweat in the building. Welcome, Tay, to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. You know, guys, Tay is a business innovator, investor, and he's also an author, helping thousands become six and seven figure earners. Now, Tay, I love your story. So before we dive into the juicy questions, I know you got your start in online sales. Take me to, before you even started online sales, what was the breakdown that led to the breakthrough? That's a good question. Um, Honestly, sales is everything. I feel like when you're a child and you want candy from your mom, you're trying to convince mom to give you candy. So that's a sales transaction, right? Uh, So for me, at a very young age, I realized, hey, I need to figure this thing out. Dating is a sales game. You know, everything. So I thought, hey, if I want the best wife, I need to make sure my sales pitch is spot on, <laughs> right? And I need to bring a good package with it. So since I was about 17, I started working on the package. I started working on you know, the pitch. And from there, I would just find certain things that could get me there. So for me, it was personal training because you have to be a good salesman, a salesman as a personal trainer. And you have to work on the package. You have to bring the body. You have to bring the look, right? So I started thinking, hey, this would be the perfect entry to learn how to bring the package, to bring the, you know, to get good practice and reps with the sales. And that's pretty much how I started. And I started as a personal trainer in about 19. You know why I love that so much? Because with personal training, there's a result that you can see. And if anyone's listening, and, and this is not to you know, critique anyone who's learning or trying to become a personal trainer. But me personally, if I'm hiring a personal trainer, I want to see a result. Uh, The trust. Mm. Trust is the biggest thing. Um, Attention and time. People's time is the commodity. It's not really the money. It's the time. If you can get their time, then you can get their money. Right. So for me, I realized I need to build three things. I need the know. So I need you to know. And then I need to get you to like me. So know, like, and then trust me. And if I can work on those three things, everything else will be easy. 
So for me, uh, the best way I could get the no like trust factor up was to just give as much, you know, I wanted to give as much value possible. And that was my thing. So I probably started online maybe 13 years ago, 14 years ago. And back then the algorithms favored just posting a lot. So I would just post a bunch of valuable information about how you can get your health together, how you can, you know, eat right. Here's how I meal prep. Here's, you know, here's the water that I drink. And literally, you know, that value over and over and over again got people to understand and like me. And from there, sales get a lot easier when people like you. That is so true. You know, you were showing them the process. Now, what were you doing? Were you calling people? Were you messaging people? How did you start getting people to actually close the, the deal? So what we did first off uh, was what we call awareness ads. Uh, so my team and I, this is before, actually before I had a team, I had to learn Facebook ads and YouTube ads myself. So, <laughs> so we would do what's called a awareness campaign. And basically, this is just me shouting from the top of the mountains. Hey, look at me. I have what you want. That's it. That's it. So for, you know, in my case, as a personal trainer, me saying I have what you want can look like one of three things. Number one, I have the physical result, the the visual result. Hey, look, you know, I have a big chest, big arms or whatever it may be. Maybe you want that. Listen to me. Or uh, a lot of people don't know, but I wanted them to know that. I used to be 320 pounds and wow. I would show the, the difference. Right. And so literally I went from 320 to 180 and I would show the side by side and say, look what I did. And I just run this massive campaign to a huge audience. None of them knew who I was, but if they saw that one before and after I got their attention now, and that was kind of how I did it. So, okay, so they would opt in to email marketing, like, okay, from that ad, because people are listening, they're like, all right, we know ads, but where were they mm-hmm. going from that ad? Take me yes. through the process. Absolutely. So from there, we would do the awareness campaign. We would not only, so I don't like to ask for anything. This is where I think a lot of people, they go wrong. Yeah. You, you ask for something as soon as you get, you know, their attention, and that's the wrong way to do it. So for me, I just want you to see who I am. So the next time that you see me, you know me. You've seen me before, right? So I just needed that first awareness campaign to be seen. Now, what we would do is we would say, if, if it was a, a ask, we would just say, hey, if you want these results or if these results are really amazing, click the like. Super simple. Well, because they click the like, we now have engagement. Um. So now what we would do is we would build a team or excuse me, uh, a group of people who either engaged or maybe uh, if it was a video, we would do a video and do a retargeting of all the people who watched more than 15 seconds of the video. Mm, Powerful, powerful. Okay. So when you started getting momentum, because you said you and everyone listening, this is important what I'm about to ask next, right? So you're self-taught, you had to teach yourself Facebook ads, which is important, right? Because a lot of times most entrepreneurs and recently I just had this with one of my clients, you know, she hired so many people and because she wasn't self-taught, she wasn't sure if they were doing a good job or a bad job, right? So you were self-taught. So I love P and I'm self-taught also. I, when I first started podcasting, I had to learn how to 
to edit. I made my my intro song, which I still think is really good. <laughs> you know, so I love people that really start from the bottom and build it ground up. Now, let me ask you this, Tay. When you started building a team, what did team building look like for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so this is the one place that I struggled the whole time. And, you know, we all figure it out, you know, as we go along. But for me, the first thing that I needed was, and I tell anybody, you know, when they ask me, hey, what should be the first person that I should hire? I say, hey, what can't you do uh, do without or go without? And once you find the list of those things, I can't go without this. I can't go without ads. I can't go without email marketing. I can't go without this. Then I go, okay, now which one of those are most time consuming? And then, of course, it's usually going to be email marketing. For me, it was. Email marketing is so time consuming. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to so, plan those weekly you yes. know, Are you selling? Are you giving them information? What yes. are we doing this week, right? Based on holidays, I know. I've, I've, you know, I still till this day help run other people's marketing departments. So I totally get it. But let's go to the story that I heard you say recently, how when you did start making 100000 you met a billionaire mentor and he started teaching you, right, how to invest that money. First of all, I want to say I really applaud you because I feel like anyone who's making 100K a month, they blow through money fast. They're not sure what to do with money and they don't have that long-term vision that it seems like you already had. So, when you met him, tell us the story. I know the story because I listened, I did some research, but I would love for you to share that story with my audience, how you met him and how that relationship grew to be. Absolutely. Um, so this is one of my favorite stories, by the way, uh, because it literally shaped me into who I am now. Um, so the guy's name is Charlie, Charlie Martin uh, out of Nashville, Tennessee. He's a billionaire. And... I met him through a previous client of mine who's almost a, like my best friend, pretty much, uh, as far as clients go. So his name is Manny. So Manny is a surgeon at Vanderbilt. And basically, Manny goes, hey, there's this guy that I think you should work with. You've, you've done well with me as far as personal training results go. You should go work with Charlie. He didn't tell me he was a billionaire. He just goes, go over there. <laughs> go work with him. So I go to his office and I decide, hey, I'm willing to show up and train you at your office. So I go, we get to talking and before you know it, he just kind of blabs out what he does. And I realized, oh, wow, let me look this guy up. <laughs> so I look him up and I realize, okay, he's a billionaire. And I go back to my friend. I said, why didn't you tell me he was a billionaire? Mm. This, this is a different, you know, it's a different ball game. So he goes, hey, first of all, I didn't want you to go in, you know, nervous because, you know, a billionaire is, you know, it's a big deal. Well, anyway, the guy, Charlie, he says, listen, if you help me with my fitness, if you help me, you know, lose the weight. And then he had a really bad leg at the time. He said, if you help me with this leg, I will give you whatever you want. I said, hey, keep your money. I don't want you to hire me. I said, I want you to teach me exactly what you do. Mm. I said, I want. I said, you know, here's my, and he started asking me questions. He goes, okay, well, how much money are you making? You know, what are you doing? What's your goals? I said, well, at this time, I'm running a pretty, you know, successful uh, online personal training uh, business. And I still do a little side work in person. 
because I didn't do a lot of in-person at the time. And he goes, okay, how much are you making? So at the time I was making anywhere between 90 and 120,000 a month. I said, hey, I'm making all this money and I don't know what to do with it, to be honest. Uh, I don't want to spend it. You know, I have friends who went to the NBA, NFL, and they blow through money to buy Ferraris, things like that. I say, listen, I like those things, but I want to be smart about it. Mm. I said, so I need to make this money make me more money. So he goes, okay. So long story short, we're training. We're, you know, this is months in, and he's teaching me the game. He's teaching me exactly what to do. And I take it. I start applying it. And from there, it just went up. (laughs) So let me ask you, I love that, by the way, because I love the truth is, and this is why I love people who care about people and people who care about impact is we're never doing it for the money. We're doing it A, to be smart, B, to learn so we can go back and help the next person. That's really people of impact. That's how we grow as individuals when we genuinely care about others, right? without giving away too much of your secret sauce or his secret sauce or what you guys know, what would you say maybe one thing he had you do that really took you to the next level? Like, you know, we hear all the time, it's real estate or, you know, so what was it that he said for you to do with your money? Great question. Um, Of course, he was more so into equities. Mm, So that's, you know, stock market, right? (laughs) And he goes, hey, stock market slash equities, because you can do private equity, but stock market is going to be the way to go. Why? He goes, well, number one, it's very easy for you to get started. You can get started with 100 bucks. I mean, Apple shares are you know 150 bucks, something like that. Um, but then he goes, also, you can pull your money out instantly. There is no contract or trying to go find a buyer who wants to buy my real estate. It's instantly, I push a button, I get my money back. Easy. So those two things really, you know, got my attention. So I'm thinking, wow, okay. Because real estate, you have to go, you know, contracts and you need to find a big buyer and you need a big down payment and you need, you need all of these things, good credit, and, you know. So for me, it just made sense. It was a no brainer. Uh, so I started, you know, small, small amount of money, maybe a couple thousand. And I noticed how fast it moved and how quick you could get rich. And I fell in love. <laughs> now I'm getting excited. Can, can we talk about stocks a little bit now? Can we, can we, this is, I love this. I love this. So now we're in a time of there's stocks, but there's also cryptocurrency, right? Mm-hmm. I'm curious, just, you know, do you dabble in the crypto space now? Or are you still in the stocks? Because right now with everything going on, just politically, what would you say right now about the stock market or about cryptocurrency? Like, what's your just view on it now in today's time? Absolutely. Uh, I actually like both. I like both stocks and crypto. However, stocks are by far my mm-hmm. favorite. And the reason why is what you notice is if you study the stock market enough, you realize that history repeats itself. So with the stock market, I can go back to 1897, right? And I can see what happened in 1897, and it will show me what will happen today, Um, right? So for me, the stock market has way more historical uh, data for me to pull. Crypto is a baby compared to the stock market. So I do like crypto, but not as much as stocks, just because of that reason. However, um, I do think crypto is the next 
stock market. I think it's the future. I really do. So yes, I absolutely dibble and dabble in some of the you know cryptos. Long term, no trading. Uh, so if I buy Bitcoin, it's to hold it for years. Um, if I day trade or swing trade, which basically just means I enter and exit the position today or tomorrow, then that's stock market for me because I have a better vision of where it's going based on historical data. Let's say someone's listening and they've heard about the stock market, but they're scared because you know, if the stock falls, they lose their money. Like, what would you say to someone who maybe they don't have much to invest, even though if you start with a hundred over time, maybe something can come out of it. But what would you say to someone who's afraid to invest thousands because they're afraid right now they could lose their money? Like, what's a good piece of advice for someone who's in between, you know, at the crossroads of, I want to start investing into stocks, but I'm scared because of everything going on? Yes. Great, great, great question. And I think this is something we need to focus on because you should never play with all your money, first of all. So when we come over, I have something I created called the 80-20 principle when it comes to uh, your stock trading. If you're going to trade stocks, come over and trade with 20% of what you have. You have 10K, only use 2,000 of it. Now, even with the 2,000 of it, you're not going to get it, you know, push it all in at once. I need you to spread that out over five to maybe even eight entries. And the reason why we do that is because as you start to dibble and dabble in the stock market, you're going to notice that a lot of times you're going to be right. You just didn't have enough time to be right. So if you go in in the first entry and that was the wrong entry, that's okay because you have five more entries. And the one that hits and gets you the right entry usually makes uh, 10x on your money. So, <laughs> so for me, that's how I play the game. So if I'm going to use $2,000 and I, let's say my entries, I buy a stock for 100 bucks and every $100 I lose, let's just say I'm losing. It's okay because I have $10,000 and I'm okay to lose 100. It's not, you know, I can sleep at night, right? However, when that $100 that does hit, when it actually hits, it goes to 5,000. And you're thinking, oh, so I lost three, I lost 300 at first, but the fourth win or the first time, the fourth entry, excuse me, I actually won and it went to 5K. So I was willing to give up $300 to make 5,000 on a $10,000 account. So that's how we play the game. And it's just managing risk. That's it. You manage your risk. And it's very similar. I'm going to use this for my business. You know, it's, it's just like business. Think of it as advertising dollars. You're going to lose $100 a month, $500 a month, whatever it may be in ads. But you're hoping for that big hit when that influx of clients come in from the ads. So I'm willing to lose $500 a month for three months in advertising. As long as on month four, five, or six, I get a big wave of people that come in and make me $5,000, right? So we spend, and in the ads world, it's very custom that you're going to put in a dollar and maybe get back two to $3, right? So I'm willing to spend $1,500 to make $5,000. And it's the same way in the stock market. That's a really good way to put it. That was really, really good. Guys, if you're listening, I really want you to take that advice and take action steps with what Tay just said. But Tay, let me ask you about those entry, right? Like, would you put in a hundred, wait for it to go down to put in the next hundred or how would you 
put in those hundred? Was it every few weeks? Like take me through those entry points. Cause there's someone they're listening and they're like, okay, I have $2,000, but I'm going to split it into hundreds. How do I put that in? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Mark, the stock market is a very high probability uh, game, right? If you know what the probabilities to look for. Um, so for me, we have what's, you know, I, I teach how to read charts. So we have on the charts what's called support and resistance, buyers and sellers. And essentially what that means is there's an area where buyers live. And if you know where they live, that's where you enter. Mm. Because you, I always say we ride with the buyers. So if the buyers are there, I want to enter with the buyers so they can take me up and I make money. Unfortunately, a lot of people tend to get in with the sellers and they buy where the sellers are. They watch the market go up and the market's going up to reach a seller's area and they're picking up sellers. So when you buy, when the market's green, you're picking up sellers and then it falls and you're wondering why you keep losing. It's because you're buying where sellers are. That's it. So I teach how to identify where the buyers and sellers are. There's much more that I do, but that's a very simplistic way to, to give it. And from there, we just track how many buyers do we need to get through before this thing, you know, stops falling. So if the market's falling, I may identify three areas of buyers. I'll buy the first one. If they fail there, no problem. I'll wait for the second one. I'll get the second area of buyers. If they fail there, no problem. They usually don't fail after three. So I'll go for the third one. And then the third area buyers usually are really strong and they'll blow <laughs> and they'll go way past the first and the second. And that's where the money's made. So that's one of the biggest, you know, or the easiest things that I teach uh, some of my clients in STB, Secure the Bank. Um, it's just fine. You know, go with the buyers. Don't fight the buyers. And if you see sellers, don't fight the sellers. Mm. You know, I have to say just from hearing this now, I'm interested because I've I've I think you just secured the bag, my bag, for me to be in the Discord. So if you guys are listening, you're going to want to be in Secure the Bag also. But I want to take it back a little bit for a moment, just because on this podcast, as much as we believe in business, we believe in spirituality. And I'm curious to know, I know you mentioned earlier that, you know, you started this when you were young and figuring out, you know, how to even like make that candy exchange with your mom. But I believe in manifestation and I believe in spirituality, God, source, universe, any term someone listening may be comfortable with. What was it like for you? Do you believe in manifestation? Yes or no. And what are some of the spiritual practices you may do on a day-to-day basis to keep you grounded with everything going on? Oh, I love that question. So let me just, I just have something sitting right beside me. Is it a journal? It. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, for me, um, a lot of journaling, number one, but number two, I set a list of goals, uh, maybe five, no more than five. I set a list of five goals or things, like targets that I like to hit. And I write those down every day, every day. And I've been doing this for the last 10 years. Mm. So, and I keep the journals so I could go back and see, did it happen? And I remember I was looking through a journal of 2012. And the journal says, I am a personal trainer, full-time personal trainer, making $5,000 a month. And to me right now, it's just, that's insane because to think, wow, you know, I can make $5,000 an hour. So now seeing that it just shows the growth and it shows that, hey, this was a practice that worked 
keep doing it. So that's one of my favorite things to do. I've been doing it for over a decade. Literally write down your goals every day. And I promise you, if you write them down and you take the correct steps to, you know, it's just a little energy on your part. It works. It works. People talk about journaling all the time. Are there journal prompts? Are you writing down your feelings? Are you writing down things in the past tense? Are you just rewriting your goals as if they're happening, right? Like, what are some of the exact maybe journaling you've done? I mean, because you're super successful. So anyone listening, they'll be like, I wonder what Tay is writing. So Tay, take us through your journaling prompts and how you actually write things in the journal. I like to do two things. So number one, I'm tracking exactly what happened in the past. Yes. So there's a portion of the book where I may go in and say, okay, here's what we're doing. Here's what we like about what we're doing. Here's what I don't like. Mm. So for me in personal training, for example, I love personal training. I love helping people get healthier. I love seeing their results and I love seeing them happy about their results. What I don't like about personal training, I don't like the one-on-one feel where I'm trading hours for dollars. I don't like that. And then what I do is I take that and I go, how can we change what we don't like? Mm. So then that allows me to come up with new goals. Okay, well, I'm going to grow an online business where I don't have to trade hours for dollars. I can work with 300 people at once. Right. So then I start creating goals. I am building a big YouTube of you know 10,000 subscribers. Out of 10,000 subscribers, 300 of them are paying me for personal training online. Um, I am now saving, you know, 40 hours a week <laughs> by doing online personal training versus in-person personal training. Um, and then with that, I can go number four. Uh, I am now making $5,000 a month training 300 people. So that's essentially how I would do things. I would literally just break down what I like, what I don't like, and then I'd find out how I can make it better. Mm. And the better would then be my goals. And I would write those goals out until they come true. I love that so much. So that's amazing, but that requires discipline, right? Yeah, it requires discipline. So let's say there's someone listening and was there ever a day where you didn't feel like journaling, but you had to push yourself? And if so, what can someone listening do on the days? Maybe they don't feel motivated to journal, right? Especially I've noticed masculine energy, right? They're like, why would I journal? Like, what is this journaling? It's woo woo, right? So like, if you're a male entrepreneur, Tay, Tay is masculine, Tay is journaling, right? So how can someone listening, whether it's a female, male, masculine, feminine, doesn't matter, someone who has a hard time being disciplined and pushing through and reprogramming their neural pathways, what can they do on a tough day where they don't feel motivated? Great question. Uh, I don't feel motivated every day, uh, to be yeah. honest. So there's some, yeah, there's some days I just don't journal, right? And what I tell people is don't beat yourself up. If you don't feel like it and you're going to miss a day, sometimes I've missed as much as a week. Mm. And when I first started, I would try to go back and, you know, <laughs> fix the day. It's like, oh, okay, I have to write five days, you know, past. No, no, no. Just pick up where you are. So if I missed the last week, okay, I start from today and I finish writing my same thing, write the same goals every day. And if I miss, you know, a couple of days, fine. But as far as the, the, you know, my masculine guys, I always tell the masculine, I say, hey, there's two things that we need to worry about. Do we want the result or do we want to look masculine? Mm. Because the result will make you look masculine regardless, right? So for me, if I have an issue with 
what the result is or how I'm going to get the result, I have to ask myself, is my masculinity standing in the way of getting the result? So I've noticed that, and it happens a lot. A lot of my guys, they don't want to do certain things because they think it's you know not masculine. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. And I go, well, if I could tell you that it's going to produce a result, then what's the issue? Because the most non-masculine thing to be is broke, <laughs> right? So I need the money. So I'm coming for the money and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get the money, even if that means I need to journal. I love that so much. So guys listening, um, let, let's talk about secure the bag because I feel like the masculine men listening to the show, they can really learn from a masculine who's actually doing it and you're doing secure the bag. So let's talk about it a little bit, right? So men, if you're listening, I have a lot of men who listen to the show. So let's talk about how they're going to listen to this episode and now they're interested in you and what you're saying. I'm interested. Like I said, I'm already in, I already entered secure the bag. I'm already in the discord. I'm already paying, but take us through what, what can they expect? when you know they sign up to secure the bag absolutely so the number one thing that we we get in the stock trading world is the statistics only three out of you know 100 traders win in the stock market right and what i love about that and one of the things i've shaped my teaching around when it comes to secure the bag is how to identify yourself and what i mean by that is we have statistics all across the board, and this is going to help a lot of business owners too. They say nine out of 10 businesses fail, mm-hmm. right? They say that nine out of 10 people who read books don't finish the book. They say nine out of 10 people who don't read, uh, who don't, uh, who start a diet don't finish the diet, right? So what I started noticing is that, oh, and everything in this world, nine out of 10 people are going to fail at it. And I started to realize, oh, same way with the stock market. So I started asking myself, okay, well, do I identify myself with the nine people who are losing or do I identify myself with the one? So the first thing I started doing for people is how to identify yourself with the one, because there's something that those people who keep failing at everything in life, diets, reading books, relationships, stock market, it's something these nine, 90% of the people, it's something they're doing and it's discipline. That's what we talked about earlier. Right. So what we do is we start there. Once I get you to realize that, no, you're not one of the losers. You're one of us. Then I bring you in and go, OK, now that you're one of us and you, we know you're disciplined. Here are the steps. Here are the steps to become a profitable trader. Mm. And so we go in and we go through those steps. And then every day that the market is open, I go live and I show my screen and, and literally just how we are on video. I go, hey. Here's why I want to enter because I see buyers. I'm going to enter here. We're going to take it up. And today, for example, we made two profitable trades of oh. um, uh, 20, 18% and 25%. So I went in at $1,000 a piece. Uh, so at 20, 18%, that's roughly 200 bucks and then or 180 bucks. And then 25% was another entry. That's $250. So literally in about 30 minutes, I made almost 400 bucks. I take it, you know, decent. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's that's essentially how we do things. Um, and I, I like to do it live so people can see. Okay, this guy's, you know, he's not playing around. And not only do I like to do it live for that reason, but I like to show people for free before they ever give me any money. I say, look, if you come in and you do the work, I'll make you money before you make me, you know, before you give me anything. <laughs> so, 
that's always been my, my favorite thing to do is to show and prove that, hey, what I have is valuable. You want what I have. And then once you figure out, okay, I do want what you have, you are valuable. Now I'm willing to pay. That's how I run all of my business. I give the value first. I love that so much because that is so important. And you show a result. You know, I, in in this creator economy, mentor economy, I, I see this all the time. You know, mentors have become almost like online therapists and they, they use fancy, you know, vocabulary. They say certain things, but they're not, they're not outcome driven, right? They're not outcome driven. So I love that you are result driven, outcome driven for the people that signed up with you, work with you, because they're investing into you. And just like you said earlier, they can trust you because in those 14 days, they see how you do it. And then they're like, Hey, this is the real deal. So I could totally continue this. So I love that so much. So Tay, with everything you know now, today, right? What would Tay today tell younger Tay if he had a conversation with him? Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) You know, one of the things that I absolutely hated was feeling like I needed to take a client because I needed the money. Mm. I hated that. Hated it. And you're forced to deal with some a-holes, when you when you operate that way and so if i could tell my younger self anything is to find a second income stream for me it would be trading find a second income stream nothing crazy but if i can pull a couple hundred bucks out of the market in 30 minutes hour two hours find that to cover your bills while you're building your business that way when someone comes in and they're you know a hole and they're acting, you know, out of you know the ordinary, or you just don't want to deal with that client. You can turn them around and say, "Get out of here. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need you. I don't have to take you. My bills are paid. I'm good to go." And that, honestly, when I was, I eventually was able to get to that point. But when I got to that point, all of the stress in my business, for the most part, went away. It, it just went away. I had clients who uh, they didn't follow my diet plan. And I would fire clients. Literally, I don't want your money. Get out of here. You're making me look bad. You go somewhere else. And that's the most liberating thing ever. Yes. So get a second, you know, get a second stream of income to support yourself and then build the business. I love that. So Tay, where can everybody, it's going to be in the show notes, but in case someone is driving and like, I got to find Tay right now, or as soon as I hop out of this car, Tay, where is the best place for people to find you online? So Instagram is mostly where I'm active. So uh, Instagram at Tay Sweat, T-A-Y-S-W-E-A-T. Um, I also do a little something on, on YouTube, but I, I don't like to give away too much of my information because it stops working. So I don't do much on YouTube, but Instagram is definitely a place you can find me. And if you have any questions, just DM me. I will answer. Well, Tay, thank you so much for being on The Business Alchemist. I know we got a lot of amazing gems from you today. So I'm so grateful that you came. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.